Welcome to the Coalition 936 podcast, coming together for a better community. My name is J.P. Heath, a youth prevention specialist at the Coalition, primarily in tobacco prevention. And that is the theme of today's quick podcast. You can stay tuned in a little bit. We'll have some great news. You might have seen the big spread in the paper. Our very own Maddie Howard was named a teen ambassador by the Say What program across the state. She's one of only 11 honored with that distinction. So I'll have another interview with her coming up here in just a bit. She's our first repeat guest here on the podcast. But that was such a big honor. And uh, first up, with schools getting back into the full swing of things and knock on wood, I feel a little bit more normal around uh, the coalition as we've got a lot of schools scheduled to do some virtual training, uh, getting adjusted to the new and different methods of learning. But uh, one of those schools we're so gracious to have a great relationship with is just down Highway 94 in Hudson. I'll be coming in virtually to teach uh, tobacco prevention curriculum for uh, the seventh year. But we are open to any schools getting on the schedule for us to do some tobacco prevention and would love for you to uh, get some vital information with the relationship we've had with Hudson, and hopefully we can come into your school as well. Here's my conversation with Coach Derek Lillard of Hudson. Enjoy. Coach, all things considered, how are you doing? You know, all, con- all things considered, JP, hey, we're uh, everything's good. Uh, I mean, that's really all I can say. Uh, you take it <laughs> one day at a time. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that we're back in school, be honest with you. Uh, I did, I was tired of being stuck at home. Um, I'm glad to see all the kids faces and Hey, I'm just happy to be a Hornet. Amen. Y'all, y'all have been so great over the years. And, uh, one of the reasons, uh, when, uh, we, we talked about the podcast, getting on somebody that you've been in a school and as you know, I've got the close die ball connections, but I've been in Hudson the longest, so I wanted to get you on, and I tried to get Coach Stewart for the record, but she said, I don't know, get, get Coach Lillard because he likes that's to talk, exa- so here you that's are. That's exactly right. She told me that, you know, <laughs> I threw you under the bridge. I said, no, because you know I like to talk. Yeah, so. so I've seen that over the years, and he does it well, and you have a good impact with the, the students, but first off, thank you for letting us come come in over the years, and it, it, I, don't, I don't take it for granted, so I appreciate that, but just... Tell us, um, first from the tobacco prevention side, what would you tell other schools about getting that tobacco message out there? And I don't want this to sound like, hey, patting old JP on the back, but just how important is it? Because Hudson is always, um, y'all have been very ahead of the curve in trying to get as much education out there. But what would you tell other schools about, and just people in general, about getting that tobacco prevention message out there? My message to other schools and other people in general is, if you can get this message about anti-tobacco to these young kids, they carry it on throughout their school career, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth, ninth through 12th grade. And, you know, we have students that go on and take it even farther than just discussing it in the classroom. They go out in the community and they promote anti-tobacco with their friends, with some of the groups they're involved in. And it's like planting a seed early and it may take a year or two to grow, but once it starts to grow, it spreads like wildfire. Mm -hmm. 
and they, you know, we have one girl in particular. She, you know, she happens to play soccer for me, Jasmine Jameson. I think you know her. Oh, JP. yeah. And, you know, she just had an article in the paper just the other day about it. And, you know, it's just not the kids that are seeing it, but it's the community. And when the community is seeing these things coming from the kids, I think that's having an impact not only on immediate family, but their extended family and their extended family has friends and they um, it's planting a seed in those people. And that could potentially, you know, steer them clear of the tobacco products altogether. One thing I want to share with the audience that I always get reminded of is, is y'all mean business in there about, about discipline. Uh, you mentioned, uh, obviously, we know each other, our previous past from the sporting side of things. And um, y'all, y'all have a heavy disciplinary process with the school in general, but that feeds down to the athletic program. So how strict are y'all and what's the process? Because, hey, as much as I try to do and as supportive as y'all are, obviously some – Kids will be kids, and they still want to experiment. So what is the process? Because Hudson has a very aggressive one. Well, with athletes, um, if an athlete is caught with tobacco products, then, you know, that's a – that's depending on the severity of, of it, it could be either a minor or a major offense. Minor offense, if they're in season, they are suspended – if. If I'm not mistaken, it's six weeks from um, athletic activities. Wow. And then it goes farther than that. Um, second minor offense, it goes to 12 weeks. And then it'll jump to a major offense, which could be up to a semester. And your third major offense, that could um, cost you your whole high school career. Mm-hmm. And overall, what do you like about the messages, just getting them out there. I guess our curriculum, we do it five or six times. Back back in the day, we used to come in 10 times. I met a girl at Chick-fil-A last night. Uh, gosh, I'm blanking on her name, but she said, I remember you from sixth grade. You took away our PE. <laughs> so, um, well, <laughs> yeah, well, just what would you say about actually getting this off the ground? And uh, I, I mean, assuming that you liked it, but just kind of what, what it means to get that kind of, you, you said a little bit earlier, but just overall what it means to have the kids receive this type of info. Well, with the kids, with you, when you were able to come and be there in person, you know, the kids always like having a guest speaker and, you know, the way that you would, go, you would go about conducting your lessons, you involve the kids and, you know, it engaged them and they wanted to, you know, start asking questions and they would ask more questions. Sometimes questions we didn't want to get, but, you know, it start, made them start thinking. And, you know, like I said earlier, it, it planted a seed and, mm-hmm. you know, that would grow in them. The more you would talk to them, the days that you would come, you know, the kids would even be asking, is he coming back? When is he coming back? <laughs> you know, and they want they were hungry for more knowledge is what it boiled down to. And finally, I know you've got a a personal tobacco prevention story near and dear to your heart. Do you mind sharing that? Because I've always commended you into your face. I, I just say, hey, I appreciate you sharing that, if you don't mind, with our listeners. Because I think like like me and my personal past with tobacco and my family, like, I mean, th- this is, you're, you're trying to spread that message. Yeah. Um, real quick, my grandfather, he's passed on now uh, probably five years ago. And, um. He uh, he smoked all of his life. He started when he was in third grade. 
And he, um, w- when I asked him about it, why did you start, you know, smoking? He said he, you know, he's in third grade. His he smelled something out behind the one of the sheds at their house, and it was his older sister smoking. And she said, "Bud, if you won't tell, I'll give you one of these cigarettes." And my papa, he didn't tell, and he started smoking in third grade, and he smoked up until probably the last year of his life. And it was, you know, it you could tell it wore on his body. It really did. Even, you know, growing up, I'd take road trips with him. And it was like me smoking in the truck with him because he wouldn't roll windows down or anything, but he was setting his ways. And, you know, I'd get out now. It was awful. But, um, you know, that was part of it. And then growing up with my parents, both of my parents smoked. And, you know, when I was in high school, I figured out real quick that, you know, I wasn't going to go to school smelling like smoke. So I would, I'd take a change of clothes every day to school. Mom would take me to school. I would smell like smoke getting out of the car. I'd go to the bathroom and I'd change out of my stinky clothes into my good smelling clothes that I'd wash myself. And it was just, you know, self-conscious being aware. And I knew that wasn't a good thing. And I knew I didn't want to be part of that. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for everything. I hate that I can't be there in, per- uh, in person, but for obvious reasons, uh, Y'all, for some reason, letting me in again, and I can't wait for for year seven of this. It's starting to make me feel even older, Coach. Hey, I just turned 50 a week ago. Oh, man, you got me by a few. Okay, we're good. (laughs) So I'm half a century. JP, it is a pleasure to see you and talk to you. I can't wait for us to get this video series going with these kids. And, um, you know, if there's anything I can ever do for you or Hudson can do for you, just, you know, feel free to reach out, and we'll, we'll see if we can't make something happen. Huge, huge thanks and a gracias to Coach Lillard for, for joining me. It's going to be weird not being out down Highway 94 in that big open Hudson Middle School gym teaching those kiddos. But we'll be doing a virtual class, and we'll adapt, and it will be just great. We've got great students down there. And just a, another reminder, if, if you would like to have us in your schools with a curriculum presentations, we're very flexible. We can do it live, do it recorded. Or uh, in person, if there are certain measures, of course, we respect your uh, wishes and, and our safety protocols as well. We can, we can talk about it. Contact us at the coalition. And now we go to our next special guest, as I was hinting at this earlier, who I think actually is uh, the answer to a trivia question, if you call it that. She is the first repeat guest on the Coalition 936 podcast. It is a junior at Lufkin High School, Maddie Howard, she just got named the uh, prestigious uh, teen ambassador across the uh, great state of Texas. So, Maddie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Can't complain. Uh, I'm sure you won't be telling your grandchildren that you are a two-time, oh, maybe more, more guest here on the uh, on the podcast. But so maybe, you, <laughs> maybe, yeah, yeah, depending on how it works out. Let's right. Uh, congrats on the the big award. And wanted to talk about what the teen ambassador means and kind of just first off, tell us what it's different coming from me and coming from you. So tell us what uh, a teen ambassador is and what you'll be doing representing Lufkin High School, but also our area and, of course, the state of Texas. Right. So pretty much a teen ambassador is just somebody who is looked basically Oh, hang on just a second. I'm sorry. Um, so a teen ambassador is somebody of youth who takes it upon themselves to 
um, go around to other youth and share their knowledge and help um, pretty much just kind of educate them to make sure that they know um, what the situation is. And then after that, how they can fix it. And we kind of brainstorm together with um, among like team ambassadors as ourselves, I mean, uh, like as a group, and then also other kids, uh, whether they're older, younger, just as long as they're interested, we always tell them. Um, so it's just kind of like, basically, we're like mini teachers. Yeah, because for those that don't teach, and it, it's a whole great educational philosophy, it's the, and, and you can speak to this as a youth, I mean, you kind of, with respect to the teachers, and I do dabble in it too, but I mean, young, young people are more likely to y- listen to other young people uh, talking about any subject, but much less uh, a healthy subject like this, like not using e-cigarettes and tobacco. Is that kind of how it's been explained? Yes, yeah, sir. That was exactly what I was trying to get out. <laughs> so uh, there's only 11 of y'all, right, this year across Texas. So this is a really big honor. Was that... Uh, and only four, I don't know if you saw this in the paper, but only four students now have been recognized from the coalition as a TA in the time that we've uh, been associated with Say What. But So what did that mean to you when you got the news? Well, I kind of just, I was really excited because I had tried out, or tried out, auditioned, whatever. <laughs> I had applied um, two years ago, and I didn't make it. I was... I think she said something about I was too young and she wanted to see me kind of like mature a little bit more. If I remember correctly, Um, don't quote me on that, (laughs) but she, uh, so I didn't make it that the first year, but then I was too focused last year on some other things that I just didn't want to do TA. But then this year I was like, well, there's no better time because if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it this year and I want to do it really bad. So I just, you know, applied. And I was like, well, if I don't get it, you know, it'd be sad. But then I got it and I was really happy. And I was like, all right, I'm ready to get to work. Um, And so it was just, it was exciting to hear that I could be one of the few, but still many at the same time who can actually do something about tobacco prevention. So I'm sure you've heard there's a little pandemic going around, right? Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully the way it goes in the past, y'all have different summits. And I think you pick what, two or three summits you go to. And obviously we can't predict the future. It looks like this uh, pesky coronavirus will be around a little bit. But do you have any uh, I- idea, like, do you know what you'll be doing for the next few months? Because I know you're also that the TA term includes next school year too, right? Uh, Yes, sir. I believe so. Um, As far as I know, uh, I think we're just going to do everything online. We haven't really planned anything for traveling that much, um, but I I would really like to like travel and get together with some with everybody just to get to see them. But as far as I know, we're pretty much just doing our projects, like our monthly projects. And we have fall orientation tomorrow and Saturday. And then two weeks later, we'll have the second part of fall orientation. So so as far as we know, um, unless there's been anything planned out that I haven't heard anything of yet, um, it's pretty much just all online so far. So explain to folks, and the summer conference is obviously a big deal. For those that didn't see in the paper, Maddie's been going, uh, I want to say since your seventh grade, after your seventh grade year, you've been going to the conference, right? So. 
just talk about the energy of it and how us as old folks we kind of <laughs> we kind of get out of the way but just kind of explain what it's like the energy and it's uh, it's kind kind of a summer camp kind of combined school vibe but it, it it really means a lot to a lot of young people i know you know that but explain kind of what that feeling is like so you pretty much just walk in and there's not a person that you're scared to walk up to because i'm i don't know like i know a lot of people who are kind of like they have a little bit of social anxiety so they're like well i don't know if that person still wants to talk to me but like you walk in to say what and the vibe is just like oh my gosh like there's somebody here who wants to talk to me somebody for you know there's somebody from every group there and then we all just kind of combine into one group because we all have something huge in common and so it's tobacco prevention and just wanting to be accepted because honestly tobacco prevention is really hard to come by in somebody like these days everybody vapes everybody smokes everybody does something that they would not want to focus on tobacco prevention because it would take that away from them so you walk in and you're just like, wow, this is really cool. And you can always find somebody who is willing to participate in your, whether it be your projects, your conversation, just play a game with you. We play a lot of games and just, we have a lot of fun just to get to know each other. And then during our um, like seminars, like sometimes we'll have some sit down seminars where somebody just talks and it's really not even bad. Because you'll have like a motivational speaker. I actually made friends with his name is Matt Ransdell Jr. I still talk to him like all the time because he was such a nice person that even the motivational speakers will come down and talk to you and get to know you and make friends like they'll follow you on Instagram and all the time. Like it's just there's nobody there that doesn't want to talk to you and get to know you and help you with what you can do. When Maddie was a freshman, oh, so long ago, Maddie, uh, <laughs> I know you remember this, but for the folks listening, uh, she was a part of the campaign for tobacco-free kids, uh, Texas 21 Youth Ambassadors. They educated and advocated for the tobacco age to be raised to 21. So, all right, kind of wrapping it up here, How t you mentioned a little bit of it earlier, but how tough a temptation is it now? I'm not saying, hey, out your school, because every campus has this issue. We know this is a fact, so... Just as a young person today, uh, how tough of a temptation is it with Juul and e-cigarettes and the like? You mean like saying no, the temptation to say no? Yeah, that part and just what you see from even maybe some friends and peers and classmates that have to kind of struggle with that. Do I, do I try it? Do I not try it? All that. Right. Okay. So um, I do see it a lot. And every day I pretty much like I find somebody who's like, pulls it out in class or they post it on their social media. And then I'm like, Oh, I did not expect that from that person. You know, it's not, I don't know. It's like, you know, you think you know somebody until you don't. And so it's kind of getting harder and harder to find somebody who's willing to say no versus just give into it. And me, I've never like, I really don't like the idea of even putting it in my body, even putting, you know, my mouth on the mouthpiece. I don't, I don't want it around me. I don't even like the smell of it. Anytime somebody does it, it just smells like chemicals. I mean, that's what it is. That's what you're putting in your body. So like people will be doing it on a daily basis. And every day I meet somebody else who I thought I knew and um, they're still doing it. 
And so there's some people, I do have one friend, uh, I won't say her name, uh, cause I don't know if she would want that, but her, um, her cousin was like, I'm going to go buy a vape. Do you want one? And she said no. And then he was trying to peer pressure into her. I mean, like peer pressure her into him getting her one. And she was like, no, I don't want it. I don't want to put that in my body. Um, so he brought her one home after she said no, threw it on her bed and then was like, just try it. And then she said no. And she threw it at him and he got all mad at her and they haven't talked in like a year because he did that to her. But that's one of my strongest memories of, or not memories, but I believe she's one of my strongest friends to be able to say no, because he even bought it for her and he threw it at her and he was like, please just try it. And she still said no. So from what I've read, but you've obviously experienced, um, what it, it goes across all different types, right? It's not just popular, unpopular, athletes, band, cheerleaders. Oh, no. it, it's uh, all different types, not just at your campus, but a, across from, from the research we're given. Is that the case? Absolutely. I know so many athletes that do it. And then I know so many cheerleaders, so many theater people, like everybody um, there's at least one out of three people that does it in, in every group that you'll find. There's always somebody that does it. Hey, congrats on everything, Maddie. Get used Thank to you. the, uh, media attention and, uh, <laughs> of course, understood. Uh, let, let us, let us know what we can do to help. Cause we're so proud of you and keep up the great work. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It is such a great, great honor to work with students like Maddie at all the campuses we have across our service area here, the coalition. It is such a great, great honor to work with all the students like Maddie across our great, great service area here of the coalition. But once again, thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Coalition 936 podcast coming together for a better community. A huge help to us if you can please subscribe to the podcast. We're also on Apple, Spotify, not a newsflash there, Podbean, but among a few others, but you can subscribe there. We're also on YouTube. Abby's the big YouTuber. I think I mentioned another episode, but uh, I'm gradually coming along to it. But uh, a big reminder is our Project Quit classes. If you know someone that has said they want to quit smoking, the coalition is here for you. You can go to project-quit.org and sign up or encourage someone you know that's been talking about wanting to quit smoking. It takes the average person that eventually quits smoking, it takes them uh, seven or more times to quit. So be an encourager and help them in their quitting journey. But our number for any questions, 936-634-9308. 936-634-9308. Have a great rest of this day or night. God bless. And we'll talk to you next time out here on the Coalition 936 Podcast.